Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Big Cass. It was it was a great Thursday in Columbus, Ohio. Sun was shining. You know it. it it's still winter, but it kind of you kind of felt like it springs around the corner. It's February first. Um, the Buckeye depth charts looking sick. The women's team put the beat down on you know on another Big Ten opponent tonight. And you know what? Ohio State men's basketball didn't play today, so um, I'm just saying it was a good good day. I think for a Thursday. Yeah, it was a, a wonderful day. A wonderful day for thir- you know, for Thursday. Tomorrow's gonna be a nice it's supposed to be nice all week. Weekend. Yeah, for like four straight days. Um and it's like we gotta rely on a rodent tomorrow or today, wherever you're listening, to see if there's gonna be six more weeks of winter or six more weeks of spring till spring. Either way, it's six will six weeks till spring. But in our in our in our history as Buckeyes, we can't trust rodents. We can't. We just can't. And um, so we, we got that going on. Um, I made a bet with my boss's 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 boss, <laughs> the the uh, the head honcho of my building at work, that if Purdue doesn't beat Ohio State by more than 30, then he's got to buy me lunch. <laughs> but we we didn't really shake, so I probably won't get lunch or anything. So, but like, but because uh, he's a Purdue alum, he's a big Purdue. He's like, you see in those Purdue Boilermakers? I was like, yeah. If you guys don't beat us by thirty, you have to buy me lunch. And, <laughs> and he laughed. But like, I told him I was boycotting the men's basketball team. You texted me the other day. You're like, are you watching this? I was like, nope. I'm watching a vlog about the cruise ship I'm going on in May. I love it. No, it's, I mean, tomorrow's Groundhog's Day, but it's tomorrow's Groundhog's Day just because the Ohio State basketball men's team plays. And it's going to be the same thing. Like, Holtman's going to see his shadow in the, you know, end of the first quarter. Offense is going to dry up. I mean, it, bro, it feels like it's just every, every time. It's a watch, broken. It's yeah, the it's... same thing over and over. And it's like, you know, one guy will have a good game. Like Roddy, had, Roddy Gale had a pretty good game against Illinois, but like you know, no one else really came to help. Zed Key was getting looks. He wasn't really. I can't wait for Zed Key to leave. He's like him and Amir Williams. Outside of David Lighty, if you were the number twenty three at Ohio State, you're going to be starting. You're going to be the most overrated player on the roster, outside of David Lighty. Amir Williams wore number 23. I couldn't wait for him to get out of town. Now, Zed Key, I can't wait for him to get out of town. I I, I think Zed, Zed is a little better than Amir. I think Zed's a little better offensively. Uh, Amir Williams just didn't care. He didn't try at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least Zed does. <laughs> Zed tries. He just I don't, just don't think the talent's there. Amir, Amir was talented. He just didn't care. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's a, 
But look, they're going to Iowa tomorrow. I know it's no longer uh, January, so anything could happen. But the defense has been so bad, bro. It's it's one thing when the offense isn't, you know, the offense dries up, but the defense is letting them score, you know, 80 points a game easily. And the offense is, you know, the offense might break 70. Like, like you're hopeful we break 70, but it, it doesn't even matter if, these these teams are putting up eighty. It's it's ridiculous. He's the worst situational men's basketball coach I've ever seen. No, he he really is, and it's we're all sick of it. We're 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 done. Like we're 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 sick of it. Like yes, he can kind of recruit well, but all the guys that come always underachieve, and then once they leave, they 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 overachieve again. Um, he can't draw. He can't draw an inbound play to save his life. And uh, yeah, I, I just like you. I want to boycott him, but I also love pain. Like I know you're 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 putting all your support to the women's, and I respect that. And like I'm trying to get you know watch the women's more and get into them, and they absolutely deserve the the support. They're fantastic, but I'm like a glutton for pain, so like I I'm getting a sick pleasure out of like watching this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of the women's, they won. Tonight on the pink out, I almost got tickets to this game. Um, kind of glad I didn't because it would have been just, just a snoozer. High State won 87-49. JC Sheldon led all scores with, with 17 points. She played she played 27 minutes, man. Um that's like Taylor Theory plays, I feel like yeah. Taylor Theory didn't get it going tonight. She had five points. Uh Rebecca Michael Lash what Sofova, I I'm sorry I butchered her name. She had eight. Uh our Celeste Taylor had ten. Cody McMahon, fifteen, quiet fifteen nights. She got a look like she got a little bit of foul trouble with three points. And then Ebony Walker off the bench had eleven points. So uh nice night. Everybody but two people uh scored for the Lady Buckeyes and you love to see it. Coach McGuff, um, they they play some lockdown defense. I can, this, you know, honestly, this might might be the most anticipated women's basketball tournament in the history of women's basketball, in my opinion. There's so many good teams out there. No, it, it absolutely is, and then the women's team they got a big one. Um, I believe it's Sunday, but it's at home. Um, Indiana. Number 10, yeah. Indiana, also first place. They're tied 9-1. and one. Ohio State's 9-1. and one. First place matchup for, you know, the outright lead in the Big Ten. Um, it's exciting. Like, and I agree, Cass. Like, like the, the women's NCAA tournament this year, star, so many stars. You have um, Caitlin Clark, Paige Buckets. Um, Angel Reese. Angel Reese at LSU. Um, I mean, uh, South Carolina always has studs. Um, I, uh, and then, you know, Cody McMahon, JC Sheldon, it's just some great talent. Like it's, it's exciting. You know, our brat, our bracket challenge might be the women's tournament this year. You never know. <laughs> we honestly, yes, I love that. We are, <laughs> we are boycotting the men's team and we will be doing a women's, a women's team. Even though I'll still have my eyes glued on the men's tournament. March Madness, one of my favorite. You know, we have a whole episode. I think it was I broke it down what two years, two or three years ago. I broke it down how it jump starts. It jump starts the sports calendar for me. It does. It does. Because the Super Bowl ends it for me. Nobody cares about regular season 
basketball for NBA or college. Nobody cares about regular season NHL hockey. March Madness comes. That's what really kicks off. Then the playoffs for the NHL, playoffs for NBA. I would say say it's March Madness, then the Masters, I feel like. March Madness, Masters, opening day. This year year will be March Madness, opening day, the Masters, NHL and NBA playoffs, training camp for football, preseason for football. Man. Week zero. Week zero, which is how come Miami and Florida, it seems like every three or four years play in week zero. I, I love it. Honestly, I, I do too. I think we need more big matchups like that in week zero. It's I do too. I think I think there has to be at least two there has to be at least three to four like power five versus power five matchups. Like it doesn't have to be a great matchup. Like I'll take like a Virginia tech what? versus like a Syracuse. Or well, and this year we had Navy versus we had Navy versus Notre Dame and, and Nebraska versus two years ago. It was Nebraska. Was it Nebraska Northwestern in Dublin? That game was awesome. Like Scott Frost doing yeah. the kick and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it should be. I, th- I think week zero should be like it. So, but we also have the spring game coming up. 11 Warriors dropped the bomb um, depth chart thing that was, I thought was really cool. Yes. Um, let's go over that, man, real let's fast have, before we. Yeah. Because we're, we're talking depth about Julian saying, by the way, in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because uh, shout out Mark. Mark. Mark is an avid listener. That's my guy. He texts me. I I I got I gotta say before we even start previewing this, and he texted me two weeks ago when we got Julian saying. I told him, yeah, we're gonna you know break it down next episode, and just so much stuff happened that we didn't even get a chance to like do it because we just didn't have enough time. This ed- episode is dedicated to Julian saying we're gonna break it down and everything. Um, but let's go over the depth chart real quick. Let's um, start with the defense first. Let's do it. Then and we can lead into Julian saying one of the best. This is definitely on paper one of the best. Um, most deep Ohio State teams I've seen in a while. Um, defensive end, they have Jack Sawyer, obviously, Caden Curry, Edric Houston. I mean, that's that's filthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of the DNs, JT Tui Maloal, Kanata Jackson, Mitchell Melton. That's filthy. I agree. It's um and Kenyatta, Kenyatta's a guy too who like he he does he has he's played at times, but like he really flashed. And then Mitchell Melton, he's a guy too who like the coaches rave about. Um, he's like a like a pure edge rusher. So and obviously we know what JTT can do. I think JTT, you know, another season of JTT, he's gonna be a stud. And then it's probably the most deepest room, the most deepest room on the team. The D tackles, uh, the three technique is. Uh, Ty Tyleek Williams, Hero Canoe, Tywin Malone. The one technique is Ty Hamilton, Kaden McDonald, and Jason Moore. Those six guys, woof. Show me a deeper room than that. I guess, like, and everyone raves. I, I mean, I mean, we know how much we love Tyleek Williams on this podcast. We we said he was like, you know, arguably defensive MVP. I thought he was a first round pick this year. I was. <laughs> I was more shocked that he stayed than Michael Hall leaving. 
By the way, Michael Hall killing it, killing it in uh, what is it, the Senior Bowl? If you've been watching his yeah. workouts, it just he was bullying uh the a Michigan guard. He's just he's getting after it. He's made. I mean, he's gonna be a stud in the league. I think he's gonna be. And he's only twenty. I forgot how young he is. He's gonna be. He's gonna be in the NFL a long time. I think. Future Cincinnati Bengal, in, in my hope. Hopefully, but um, back to the defensive tackles like Hero Canoe. 6'4", 305 pounds from Geltendorf, Germany. Um, and, and people have been raving about Hero Canute. They've been saying he needs to play more. He could really, you know, push as, like, he could really push Ty Hamilton for a starting spot. Um, had a really good year this year. Uh, eight tackles in the sack. Uh, actually, 10 total tackles in the sack. Um, expect big things from him in the future. Yeah, and then your linebackers, probably the – I would say the, probably the weakest spot on this offense, on this defense. Cody Simon, Gabe Powers, and Abel Reese, probably your uh, middle linebackers. And then Sonny Styles, CJ Hicks, Garrett Stover. That's a, I mean, I know I love, I know we love Sonny Styles on this show, but how young is that side of the linebacker group? That's what kind of concerns me is about this defense is how young our linebackers are besides Cody Simon. But I would love to see Sonny Styles move down. I think so. Cody, Cody's gonna have to. Cody will be in staple. We just gotta pray he stays healthy. If he stays nope. healthy, he's gonna be in. He's gonna put up. Honestly, he might put up record breaking numbers for this defense. Like when it comes to tackles, um, he could like. I'm not. Who 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 has the Ohio State single season record in tackles? Chris Spielman. I feel like I feel like he could he could come close to that. I just the way he plays, the way he flies to the ball, the way he gets after it. As long as he stays healthy, and you know, and if it's a twelve team playoff, um, and you know you're playing a couple extra games, watch him. To Actually, the- I'm wrong. Tom Tom Casano, I, I butcher his Cazano. name. Casano, two hundred and eleven tackles in a season. Yep. Okay, he's not breaking that. So <laughs> that's insane. Um, Especially when Tommy Eichenberg reached 200 career. How did he get 200 in a season? In like 12, 13 games? Yeah. What? Yeah. Chris Spielman has the most tackles in a game with 29. Against, yeah, okay. against Michigan. Okay, yeah, I take that back. There's no way he's touching that. Um. I was gonna say like maybe I thought it was now the twenty the twenty nine tackle. <laughs> I mean, okay, Cody Simon could get like maybe one hundred seventy tackles, but yeah, that those are uh, those are godly numbers. Okay, um, I'm completely wrong there, but uh, <laughs> I I just think Cody's gonna be really good for us. Um, but yeah, depth is a problem. Like Gabe Gabe Powers could be good. Arvel Reese, Garrett Stover, they could be good. Um, I, 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 Sonny, Sonny's gonna be, you know, a stud. I think he'll make the next jump. Um, it's really just like what, what can we get out of CJ Hicks? I think CJ will play a lot. Um, he'll he'll probably start a game or two too. Um, it's just Holy crap. What? I'm just reading these. I'm I'm sending you a screenshot. We'll talk about talk about this later. It's not even. It won't. Even, it hasn't been. His record hasn't even been touched since two thousand, I mean, since nineteen seventy eight, and it was close by Spielman in eighty six. So, 
Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep I'm talking. Gonna po- I'm gonna that. post that. That's an insane stat. Um, th- like I didn't even we. I'm just learning this now. I'm actually befuddled. Me it's, too. And I am like I thought it was Spielman. Like and like to put it in perspective, like NFL guys. I think like Alex Singleton for the Broncos led the league in tackles, and it was just over two hundred. You got to think they played ten or eleven. They played ten yeah. or eleven games back then. Yeah, and it was just like you know three yards in a cloud of dust back in the seventies too. I mean, yeah. he was in on every tackle. Oh my god, um, I'm shocked. Like I'm sorry we're talking about this so much. Um, but moving on to the the the, de- the defensive backs. Yeah. Um, this is loaded. This is the best secondary I think I've ever seen, and I'm not trying to like sound crazy. Outside cornerback Denzel Burke, Davison Igbenosin, Jordan Hancock, Caleb Downs at free safety, strong safety Lathan Ransom, and we're not even getting into like the the, the backups. The one the other corners, um, outside corner backup Jermaine Matthews Jr., um, Aaron Scott Jr., five star Bryce West, I Bryce believe, West, five star. Um, slot corner, Lorenzo Styles, Miles Lockhart. Um, someone who I actually expect big things outside corner, Calvin Simpson Hunt. He, like, he's, all right, he played a lot on special teams. He's a good player. Um, if you watch the film, I, I'm, I'm about to name. Okay, here we go. Denzel Burke, five star. Calvin Simpson Hunt, five star. Aaron Scott, five star. Uh, Jermaine Matthews, five star. Bryce Weth, four star. Uh, Miles Lockhart. Five star, Caleb Downs. Five star, Malik Hartford. Five star. I just don't see. That's that's. I just insane. don't see anyone being able to pass against that. I just don't. I, not in the Big Ten. The fact that Dale, Dylan Gabriel and Drew Aller are the two best quarterbacks in the set. The, Probably preseason best quarterback. Well, Will Howard would probably be third. But those three right there, who's better than those three in the Big the, Ten? The, the matchup between Oregon will definitely be a great test for the secondary. That will be a game where you know, we kind of get to see them get their feet wet because Dylan Gabriel can sling it, and Oregon usually Yeah, but they don't have no wide receivers to contain with these. <laughs> I don't think they do, but, well, I mean – that will be the, the their toughest matchup in the regular season. I by far can't wait to break that. I can't wait to break that down coming up. That's gonna be a good one. Um, just offense loaded secondary though, bro. Yeah, offense. Um, offense. I like. I do like Luke Montgomery, Tiger Shabola. I I think that's gonna be a heck of a battle at the right for the right tackle. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Josh Fryer being the right guard. I I could see Seth McLaughlin or Carson Hensman moving in that area. Um, Donovan Jackson, Josh Simmons, I Zen McKelsey, you know, that left side is going to be, is going to be nasty. I think, I thought Josh Simmons got a lot better. He did. Um, I do like, we, we were, I do we like were, Zen. We were really critical on Josh Simmons early on the season for a couple holes, but he, he he locked it down after the first couple weeks. Yeah, um, I do like uh, Zen McCall- McClaskey, so it's going to be interesting to see what Justin Fry does with that offensive line. There's, um, tight ends. There's, I like real quick. What I like about the line, there's a lot. You have a lot of pieces you can work with. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of depth there. Um, mm-hmm. you move a lot of guys around and kind of 
you know, if they're, if they're, I'm not saying it's going to be the most dominant unit, but it's probably the one of the deepest. And that's something Here, you absolutely have here, to have. Here's something to look at. I think Devontae Armstrong is going to be better than Enoch and Toby Wilson. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think, I think he, you know, if there is an injury, like if Donovan Jackson goes down or Fryer, look, uh, look for, look for Luke Montgomery and Tegra maybe moving to that right guard spot too. If Tegra Shabola is playing very, very well, they might move Luke Montgomery to right guard. Tegra is like the offensive line equivalent of like Dallin Hayden because I don't understand what he he's done to not get playing time because when I watch like the tape of him in practice, I see the clips. The guy's a beast. Like why does he not play more? Right. And then we get the tight ends. Yeah, Will Kakamrak or whatever you said, he's going to be that Mitch Rossi guy. He's he's definitely the best blocker of the three because Jelani Thurman is unknown. G Scott, he just digressed this year in blocking, in my opinion, um, this past year. I think I th- honestly see G sliding down in that three spot. I'm not going to lie. I think – I mean, I really like the OU transfer, uh, Will Cramp Camarek, um, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Will whatever. Um, <laughs> I was watching some like highlights of him. He's a very good blocker. Now it is the MAC, so I don't know, um, what that means in the Big Ten, but um, he was getting like they were running some wide receiver screens, and he was getting out in front of it and making some good blocks. So maybe you know. The bubble screens come back in the Ryan Day offense, and, and, and I have- mean, um, and maybe he gets in with Mickey Marotti. That's yeah. a, maybe that's so all it I, takes. I don't think size really wasn't uh, he. Didn't, he wasn't really undersized. He's just he's like an average tight end. Um, I think G Scott Jr. is getting get working hard with Mickey Marotti. I think I think I think G though is I, I know you're 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 G's low on your list. I think G. Is I have G high on my list. I think he just he just needs to keep working and he's gonna get there. I think yeah. I think Thurman is so raw right now. I I trust G because I know what he can do. I we know his limitations, but he's a pretty good. He's pretty good at everything. And worst case, he's your tight end too. All right, now I want to go to practice and watch this group versus the DBs. Oh my lord. Mecca Buka, Brandon Ennis, Bryson Rogers, Carnell Tate, Mylon Graham, Kayan Graves, Jeremiah Smith, Jaden Ballard, Kojo Antwi. <laughs> I think like this is the first time in years though where the DBs I think are better. Like it, yeah, I, I I do too, I do too, but Mecca Carnell, Brandon Ennis, and Jeremiah Smith. Oh my lanta! Iron is going to sharpen iron in this case, but. Ohio State has always like we 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 have great receivers, but it's always been about the DBs. If the DBs are good, this team will be great. Um, and I like your, but this this receiver group is fantastic. It's it's yep. uh, just as deep as any other year, I think. Um, it's it's really this. Our skill guys are mm, beautiful. It's it, when I look at it, my biggest concerns are tight end, linebacker. And then just filling in the pieces of the offensive line. Those are my biggest concerns. Yep. And then I think the best backfield in the country, Travion Henderson, Quinshawn Junkins, and Dallin Hayden. 
Uh, we were discussing between – it's going to be interesting to see if Jeremiah Smith wears number four, Quinshawn Junkins wears number four. I feel this is where – this we and you might disagree a little bit, but I think Jeremiah Smith is going to wear number four, and I think Quinshawn Junkins is going to wear number one. New year, new team, New Jersey number for Quinshawn Junkins. Think about it. I I can see it. Um, I don't. I, I like that idea. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. What, so, if, what if Jeremiah wears eighteen? Ah, homage to Marv. Oh no, it's gonna be Will Howard. I said yeah, that. Will Howard. Yeah, I wrote. Yeah, Will Howard, Julian Sand, Aaron Nolan. That's I think that's what they're, they're project. I think with eleven Warriors when they did this, I think they're assuming Devin Brown and Lincoln Kindholds transfer. No, they did, and I find that ve- that's actually something very interesting because it's yeah, Lincoln and Devin were not on the depth chart. So does eleven Warriors know something? Hmm? Who knows? But we we promised to talk Julian Sand. We're going to talk Julian Sand. Um, hear me number out. Number ninety-eight. Yeah, we convert here before we get into Julian saying Devin Brown and Lincoln don't transfer, and actually we just beat them up and move them to linebacker. It's possible. It. Who knows? Who knows? Not the worst idea uh, you've ever heard. No. Um. So Julian saying transfer from Alabama, if you want to call it that, it is though. It, it is. Um. Uh, number one prospect coming out of uh. California at the position of quarterback, third to quarterback at the country, 20th nationally overall player, um, ranked in the transfer portal. He was the number one quarterback transfer uh, when it comes to rating and sixth overall player from Carlsbad, California, the Gatorade player of the year, 6'1", 195, Julian Sayan. Elite 11. He won the Elite 11. Um, and he's had a prior relationship with Bill O'Brien. I think that is also key. Um, he did say this. Um, he said, my family has been so supportive and sacrificed so much throughout my football journey. I'm so proud and grateful to share this moment with them. Um, and then uh, he just, they say he's listed as 6'1", 195 pounds. There's no way that's accurate. I I, I feel like he plays a lot bigger than what he shows if you watch the i watched some of his high school tape his like huddle um effortless effortless arm arm talent like flick of the wrist that thing flies um they i kind of laughed at this pro pro comp they said his comp was mac jones i do not see that at all um compares them to jj mccarthy greg biggins Compared him to JJ McCarthy. Like, how are you? How are you gonna say he's the best transfer quarterback, and they're gonna compare him to all these like guys? I think honestly, I think he comps more like a Justin Herbert when I watch him play. Um, that's just my takeaway from it. I, not say he's gonna be Justin Herbert, but I, he he plays similar to that. Um, he's more like even more like a Stroud. Like he's not. Yeah, that, he's, he's not a McCarthy. That ball comes out. That ball comes out quick too. It's a it's a beautiful spiral. Um, it really is. And um, I mean, I, Ryan Day loves the California quarterbacks. Like I mean, we, he had success with Stroud. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see the dynamic between him and Aaron Nolan. 
Um, it, unfortunately, football, it is like it is a business. Like Ryan Day is kind of in this, you know, he uh, he's no more Mr. Nice Guy. And like we all get why he has to do this. I do feel bad for Aaron Nolan because the kid, the kid has been great. He's always been a Buckeye, like from the start, um, committed to Ohio State, never looked at any other school. You know, his allegiance is a Buckeye. Um, and I'm not saying Aaron Nolan is going to lose the job out to Julian Sane. It's just, it's just unfortunate because, you know, um, we went and grabbed Julian Sane. And it's, that's not, I don't think that's a slight on Aaron Nolan. I think it's just a fact that, hey, Ryan Day is just trying to get as many studs in here as possible. Because, too, with quarterbacks, you also have to think, um, you know, e even if um, they don't play, if they're a stud and they're on your roster, you're keeping that guy away from, like, Alabama or Georgia or someone else. So it's, you know, having a stud on your roster not even playing is it's still an asset. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But <laughs> I – like Aaron Nolan, I'm an Aaron Nolan guy. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I saying is number one. Oh, I th I think he will. Uh, I don't. I mean, actually, I don't know. I it's hard to tell. It's gonna be really weird. To, it's gonna be interesting to see when spring ball actually hits. Um, you never know. Jeremiah Smith might wear number nine in honor. Oh no, that's Jaden Ballard. Never mind. So we'll we'll see. I, we'll see. Uh, but I'm an Aaron Nolan guy because I've seen more tape of Aaron Nolan. I need to really sit break down uh Julian Sand, but it's gonna be interesting. It's this battle is gonna be fun. We know I think Will Howard's got it. I think Will Howard's gonna be the 2024 quarterback. Uh, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. No, it is. And, and what I like about Julian saying, though, like he, he obviously learned a lot from Nick Saban and everything, but um, I, he just once Saban was gone, he just wanted to, you know, he he understood what was up. Um, he also signed he like Julian saying has a pretty big NIL valuation. Um, it's currently listed as according to on three. I just had it. It was about I think it was about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So he is he is worth pretty good. Um, he recently signed a deal with like Panini America. Um, so I mean, I just I just like to my favorite part about Julian Saiyan is like you get the Dragon Ball Z like Super Saiyan. I think um that's gonna be overused one day. But like I just want to say we coined it first. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yeah, everyone says that. Just saying. Just saying. I'm like, no, it's Super Saiyan. You're gonna watch the Pro Bowl games this week with uh, CJ Stroud. Um, I'm gonna golf. I'm gonna golf I, because Sunday is gonna be a beautiful day out. It's gonna be sunny and fifty. Gonna play nine holes at Wilson Road. Um, and Saturday I'm gonna watch some college basketball. Um, it's a great, great slate of college basketball games on. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's really what I got this weekend. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I don't have much going on this week. I might catch the Pro Bowl games. I think the competition. I don't know how Gilbert uh, Minshew made it, but that's just the glory of the the uh, Pro Bowl, I guess. Uh, also, shout out while well, while we have a couple minutes. Shout out Nick Bosa and Chase Young for making the Super Bowl. 
And I don't I don't want to hear any slander on Chase Young, by the way. People are like, people are saying the one clip, oh, he gave a bad effort. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best effort. I'm not going to lie. But here's some facts. He got traded midseason, has to learn a completely new playbook. So, like, sometimes it's hard to go not it's hard to go full speed if you don't know the whole playbook. Uh, two, he's coming off some injuries. Three, that defense was gassed. And there was a lot of other people in that clip that weren't running full speed if you watch that clip. So I'm defending my man Chase Young. Um, I hope he Finally. has a Super Bowl. Finally, he's headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. I hope I hope Chase Young and Nick Bosa, they, you know, they save America. They they take out Mahomes. Um, because you know, enough's enough with this. Yeah. Only one man has beat one active player that has beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, and that's Joe Burrow. Just saying. I I'll say this. I posted a picture of Joe Burrow on Twitter. Um, Dude, that picture is that that picture is one for the archives. It is. It's uh, but it's so it's Joe Burrow, Austin Grandstaff, um, Mickey Mitchell, uh, and Alex Stump. Um, uh, wide he was played wide receiver. Saint Ed's legend. Um, and they were at Midway. It looks like. You know who else? And Joe Burrow, who used to go to Midway, beat Pat Mahomes. You know who else used to love to go to Midway? Nick Bosa. So I'm just putting it out there. The like it, it, Midway is where you go to if you got to beat Pat Mahomes. Um, so I'm, I think that's the key, and that's why I like the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like the Niners too, but we'll get more into that next week. Yeah, we will. But – I mean, that's all I really got. Like we said before, Ohio State basketball takes on Iowa tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to watch it. I, I'm not even going to bother. We're, I am not, we're not even going to bother previewing it. Um, you'll, I'll just rant on Twitter. I'll just listen for my rant on Twitter. Or, or maybe I'm very happy. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, that's all I got, Cass. Um, anything that's else? All I got. That's all I got. So hopefully Groundhog does not see his shadow tomorrow. Um, so thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Us podcast. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.